Welcome to another episode of BS with Brett. So I'm not going to waste your time, you know, recapping the last two games. There's no point in doing that. It's been frustrating and embarrassing for all of us. Uh, I just kind of want to give some general thoughts and an overview about how I'm feeling about the team right now. You know, obviously it's been an ugly couple weeks. It's not what I was expecting at all, you know, especially after that first half against Washington, you know, offense came out hot, defense came out hot. And then, you know, ever since that interception Carson threw at the end of the half, it's just been an ugly brand of football. And, you know, I would say overall I'm concerned and I just think this thing goes one way or the other. I feel like there's really no in between. They're either going to come out against Cincinnati, and it really doesn't matter how it looks because I completely respect Joe Burrow and you know the Bengals' skill position players. So I think they're going to throw up some points. So I think it'll be a good challenge for Carson and the offense to kind of get back on track. Um, you know, I think you saw from the Bengals in that Thursday night game that Burrow was good and he's going to be a great quarterback. Um, you know, the way the Rams played against us and, you know, Cooper Cup was running loose on all of his catches. I worry about Tyler Boyd and, you know, hopefully Darius Slay. I mean, he, I think he's been pretty good through two weeks. If Darius Slay can cover up AJ Green for the most part. I mean, I still think that that dude looks pretty good. Um, you know, he has over 20 targets. Burrow's definitely throwing it his way. He doesn't have necessarily the production to show for yet, but uh, I, I think he had a touchdown taken away from him in week one at the end of the game against the Chargers. A.J. Green did, but, you know, Joe Mixon's a good running back. I mean, the way the Rams ran it down our throat, you know, that's definitely kind of a concern for me now. That was the most I've seen our defense get gashed in three years, I mean, the Rams only had 200 yards rushing. That's ridiculous. Especially after their top dog went out in the first possession. You know, I wasn't expecting that. So I think it'll be a little different. Um, our defense just looked a step slow and like they're confused out there on Sunday with all the motions and reverses and play action bootlegs that the Rams were throwing at us. I mean, you know, I'm the biggest Rams and Goff and McVay hater there is. And I mean, you have to tip your cap. They schooled us on Sunday, and it was embarrassing. I mean, 21 straight points to open the game. Um, You know, only one three and out, only one, maybe two sacks that I can remember. I mean, they had dudes running wide open, and, you know, it was an ugly showing for the defense, but – I feel like Jim Schwartz will write the ship. I don't think the Bengals are going to be throwing all that type of motion at us. I feel like they're going to be more of, you know, they seem to be running the same similar type of offense that Burrow was running at LSU where they kind of just spread you out and, you know, run the spread. So I feel like that should match up to our defense a little bit better than what the Rams are doing. Um, You know, Ike Reese said it the other day on WIP. The back end of our defense is pretty light, so I think – you know, hopefully we match up better against the teams that are going to want to spread us out and just kind of throw it on us. Um, you know, but like I said, I, I still respect Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard. You know, if we don't stop the run, Mixon could have a big day against us. So that's something to watch out for. But I think you noticed in that Thursday night game for them that their O line's not very good. You know, Burrow is taking some licks, 
and then I think you noticed that they couldn't tackle. Uh, you know, obviously Nick Chubb's a big dude. Cream Hunt, you know, they have one of the best running back tandems in the league, but they couldn't tackle those dudes. So I'm looking for Miles Sanders to have a big day. I just think we got to get the run going, just like they did last week. I mean, you can't blame the O-line or the running game last week. You can't blame Doug for not running the ball. I think they did a good job of protecting Carson, you know, run blocking and Miles Sanders. I think that's something I would point to. And it shouldn't be this way, but it just seems like this is what happened is that fumble early really deflated the team. Um, you know, because I think he had run it two or three times, had a first down. They ran it again. You know, they're kind of just wanting to get Booby going. But he fumbled. Rams had the ball in the 40, and they scored in like five plays. So, like I said, that shouldn't be the end-all, be-all. But it seems like that that play kind of just deflated us early, and then it took him a while to get back in the game. So, um, you know. I just want us to put these last two weeks behind us. And like I said, it goes one or two ways. They come out this weekend, they beat Cincinnati, and then you go out to San Fran and it's a banged-up team out there. And, you know, you see the opportunity for us to be 2-2. and And then, you know, the division – see, this is the sad part. You watch the Saints on Monday night, and I know they didn't have Mike Thomas. But Breeze, I feel like, really showed his age. You know, he's throwing some ducks – and I've always thought, especially the last three years, well, really just the last three years, you know, Eagles win the Super Bowl, the Saints have been so close, you know, and they make all these excuses. And, yeah, there was definitely a bad call with them in that Rams game, you know, that pass interference call. But I feel like they're just a bunch of whiny babies. You know, that's just what I think. You know, you see a lot of excuses out of them, so – Obviously, the Saints are a good team, but I just don't think too much of them. And now that Breeze is really showing his age, I just I don't think they're the front runners in the NFC. Um, and I, like I said, I know they didn't have Mike Thomas, and that's his guy. But I thought they would beat Oakland, and they didn't beat Oakland. So, and then the Niners, you know, their best two pass rushers are out for the season with ACL injuries. Jimmy G's out for a few weeks. They have some guys injured. I mean. They're the most banged-up team in the league right now. And that's who everyone was picking in the NFC, them and the Saints. So I think right now Seattle and Green Bay are looking like the best two teams in the NFC. But, you know, with that said, you got to think, there's a stretch at the end of our season where we play the Saints, the Packers, and the Seahawks. So I really just want to see our boys right the ship, man. I mean, I'm not over here overreacting, like, bench Carson or Carson sucks, like, He's been pretty bad through two weeks. The worst I've seen him, I mean, you think back to last year, that Seattle game was pretty bad. Um, and I've been the one to say, you know, I blame the injuries for our nine and seven seasons the last few years. And the sad part was, was this past Sunday was the healthiest we've been in two seasons, and that's how they looked. So that's a concern for me, but, you know, I just think – we need something like what happened in that Giants game last year in the second half, that Monday night game. We just need something, a little jolt to get Carson and the rest of these boys going. But I really just think if Carson gets going, that's going to instill the confidence that the rest of the team needs to really get going. So 
we just got to get 11 going, man. And like I just said, you know, I've been one to, and I hate making excuses, but, you know, I, I, I hate making excuses. And like I said, it's the healthiest we've been since week one of last season. But when you watch Sunday, it's like, man, you'd love to get Alshon Jeffrey back out there. And I know a lot of people are out on Alshon, but you got to think just from a matchup standpoint, you know, they're throwing Jalen Ramsey on Dallas Goddard and on Zach Ertz. And that's what some teams are starting to do is throw a corner or like a good safety on our tight ends because they we don't have a receiver that these teams respect right now to throw Jalen Ramsey on. So if we have Alshon out there, that's who Jalen Ramsey's going to cover. So you just got to think if we get Alshon back, that's going to open things up for the tight ends a little bit more. So, you know, we get him back, and then Will Parks. You know, Ike Reese was talking about it. The defense lacks a little bit of nasty right now. You know, no one in the back end weighs over 200 pounds. And Will Parks is, you know, six foot, 6'1", 195. But, you know, I remember that highlight I saw him this offseason whenever we brought him in. It was a play against the Steelers in Denver last year where they threw like a, you know, a throwback, screen pass to the tight end. Whoever it was, you know, he had wide open field. It was him against Will Parks running at the pylon, and Will Parks laid him out and got a fumble through the end zone for a touchback. So, you know, Philly Willie, I think he's a Philly guy. I think he's tough, and I think he's a guy we need out there right now, especially when, you know, they're just lacking that little bit of nasty that we need right now, man. So I think Alshon... If I had to make a guess, he'll be back for that San Fran game, and that would be great. And I think Will Parks, you know, that new IR rule where they have to miss three games. So hopefully hopefully he's back for that San Fran game as well. So we just got to win this week, man. And so here's the thing. When I say that this thing goes one of two ways, I mean, they either win this week or they don't, obviously. And if they don't, man, and you don't even want to think about this because I love, you know, this core group of dudes that we've had, you know, Love them so much. They brought us that Super Bowl, and, you know, it's the most amazing thing we've ever had as Eagles fans, and I'll love all those guys forever for it. And you just got to think, we are three years removed from that now, and you got to think, like, you know, all these dudes, for the most part, they were, like, 26 to 28 at that point, and now they're, like, 29, 30, 31, and it's like, I would like to think that that's not old, but I guess when all of your core dudes are that age, that's probably older than most core groups in this league. So you just got to think with the rough cap situation that they're about to be in this offseason, you can't suck and be in a bad cap spot, Right. So Howie's going to have to start thinking about some stuff if we don't win this week. And really, I mean, I mean, let's be serious. If, with the Niners as banged up as they are, and yes, it's going to be across the country in San Francisco on Sunday night football, but I mean, if we can't win this week against Joe Burrow, and like I said, I respect Joe Burrow. He's going to be a great quarterback, but he's a rookie. And their defense is bad, and their O-line's bad. We should match up well against the Bengals. And we should be able to go out to San Francisco and beat up, you know, a beat up Niners team, right? 
if we can't win these next two games and we're one and three or shit, I can't even. Th- if we were zero and four, zero and three after this week, man. I mean, Howie's gonna have to start thinking about giving up. Like, and I love Zach Ertz, man. Like I said, game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he has some really good numbers. And if he keeps putting up numbers like he has the past couple years, like you've seen it, you know some of the Eagles writers and the media, he's on a Hall of Fame track, you know. Um, You know, he's been a very productive tight end for us. But you have Dallas Goddard, and you're in a bad cap spot. And I feel like, you know, it's as simple as Carson's not on a rookie deal anymore, and you're probably not going to be able to pay Goddard and Ertz, you know. You would like to be able to, but like I said, you can't suck and be in a bad cap spot, right? You, I mean, that just doesn't make sense. So I feel like I would not be surprised if, you know, this thing doesn't turn around, if Ertz gets sent somewhere, man. You know, I mean, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. I was talking to my buddy Limo, who we had on here as a special guest a few months back. And, you know, he's a big Pats fan. And he told me something he's learned. You know, obviously the Pats have had a lot of success and there's reasons for it. You know, Bill Belichick doesn't get tied to these players. You know, a lot of these guys are replaceable. And you look at Seattle a few years back, whenever, you know, they got rid of the Legion of Boom, they kept Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. And they said, we can build around these two and the rest of these guys are replaceable, man. So... You know, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. I think a guy like Fletcher Cox, right? You love Fletch. But at the end of the day, I mean, just thinking, I feel like, you know, he, he's made good plays. I mean, he still makes those plays where he can pull a running back down with one arm and he can move a dude on the O-line, you know, easily by himself and just throws people. But I just generally feel like he's not taking over games like he has, I mean, we just got gashed for 200 yards. And, and, you know, I'm not sitting here watching. Like, I like to pull up Sunday ticket at midnight on Sunday after the game and watch a replay of the game, but I can't even put myself through that these past two weeks. I have not watched replays of the game on Sunday ticket. I've just seen some of the stuff on Twitter, you know, that some of these guys are putting out little highlights here and there. So I. I haven't watched, you know, why did we get gashed? Um, And it's just one game. I mean, the past three years, they've been a top five rushing defense in the league. So, you know, it is just one game. But I just feel like the general feel is is Fletch isn't taking over games like he used to, you know. And he's 30 or 31 now. I mean, he's still a great player. But when you're in a bad cap spot and if we suck this year I feel like that's a decision that Howie's going to really have to think about I don't see how they're bringing back Derek Barnett at this point and it and I would like to think I'm not overreacting like it is just two games and obviously he's not trading these dudes after three weeks but um I mean he was your first round pick and he's due for an extension this offseason. So if you're not going to bring him back, I, I feel like him and Ertz are the candidates to get dealt at the deadline if they can't right the ship. And at this point, 
as embarrassing as it is when people talk about our division, and it is embarrassing, like, it's extremely embarrassing when they put up, you know, screenshots, the division, and, you know, the leader is at one and one, and last week only one team won a game, and it was the fucking Redskins who beat us, so it is embarrassing, but at this point, I would take another grind to the finish, you know, a nine and seven division win, or if they were that last wild card team in, I just, it's embarrassing, man. I just feel like there has to be too many dudes in this locker room, too many leaders, too many dudes who have been there, done that, to look like they have these first two weeks. So I don't want them to just start trading dudes at the deadline and be sellers. I mean, that would be embarrassing, but I mean, like I said, I feel like it goes one way or the other. The way these first two weeks have gone, they're either going to grind their ass off, win this week, go out to San Fran, win that one, and then you got Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I mean, if we were 3-3, three and three, I'd be singing hallelujah. Going into, I believe... We got the Giants, Cowboys, Giants, week seven, eight, nine. I think. Could be wrong. So, I think there is opportunity to right the ship. But if they don't, Howie's going to start having to think long and hard. Because this is something Lemo told me, and it makes a lot of sense. He said, the Eagles did what a lot of teams the past 15, 20 years have done when they've won a championship. They paid and they rewarded guys that helped them win a ring. And it was an emotional thing for the Eagles. I mean, I was crying after we won the Super Bowl. It was our first ever Super Bowl. So you can't fault Howie and the organization for wanting to pay, you know, their core dudes. But, you know, it almost feels like the Phillies back in, you know, after we won the World Series when Utley, Howard, Rons, and all these dudes started to get old, and we just started sucking. So I feel like it could work out being a good thing for the organization overall if, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It goes one or two ways. They either start to do better and they compete for the division, or they suck, and then, you know, you got to get rid of all these dudes. So... Um, cause I, and even if it, if they found a way to be in between that to where shit, if like they're eight and eight and they find a way to get that last wild card spot, I still think that that'll, you know, force Howie to have to make some decisions this off season. When I look at the offense, I mean, I mean, think about it. If you got rid of Ertz, you still have Dallas Goddard. I mean, you're going to be building around Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, and Jalen Rager for the future. I feel like that's a good start, right? I feel like on the O-line, you're going to have Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, uh, Sam Alu, and Dillard. It sucks that Dillard's hurt, and you can't really see what you got with him. We're going to have to find a center. And, you know, it, it kind of makes – so on the defense side of the ball, it makes that Hargrave signing – you know, make a little more sense because you already have Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox. They might have to move on from Fletcher this offseason. I mean, with the spot that they are in, they're, even if they do right the ship, they're going to have to make some tough calls this offseason, you know? 
So, you know, it's week three. There's still time, but I just feel if they were to lose this game coming up this weekend, I mean, whew, it's over for them, man. It's over for the season. It's over for this core group of dudes. So I feel like I would like to think we're going to get their best effort this weekend. And it really comes down to number 11, man. I love Carson. That's my guy. So I'm not over here giving up on him after two weeks like some people. But I am definitely concerned about the erratic throws. Patrick Mahomes and some of these great quarterbacks, sometimes they miss throws. But when we're missing, like, checkdowns and Miles Sanders and screen passes out to Deshaun Jackson where it just looks like his feet, you know, like he's just loose with it. Like he needs to tighten it up, right? Because he has a cannon, okay? Like I think he knows what he's doing as far as, you know, being the signal caller and, you know, being the quarterback for this offense. Like, I think he's smart. But I'm sometimes I'm torn between with him. Is he's overconfident trying to extend the plays and not want to throw it away and just looking down the field. But then sometimes when he misses these short throws, just like checkdowns to Sanders, just put it on him. That makes me think, like, is he not confident in those short throws? Because that shit's ugly, man. And it's just, you know, he's better than that. You know, he's better than that. And that's just ugly. So I feel like Carson gets his shit together. The rest of the team gets their shit together. So I'm really interested to see what Carson's looking like this weekend. I mean, the Bengals aren't good, man. And like I said, I think when Alshon comes back, that's going to help the matchups. They're not going to be able to throw their best cornerback on Goddard or Ertz. I definitely like that, but I still think we have enough to where we can be successful. I mean, I think Jalen Rager through two weeks, you got to be happy with him. I I really want to see him get more opportunities. I mean, he's got some speed. He's got jets, man. I want to see him have the ball in his hands. I want to see him and DJX. I want to see them going over the top of defense and see us convert on some of these plays. So, and we just got to get Ertz going, man. I mean, my goodness. So I was listening to WIP yesterday, listening to John Ritchie talk about Ertz. You know, Ritchie does a little film review, you know, talk about the game a little bit every week. He was talking about Ertz yesterday. And he said to him, he looks a step slow on the routes, which is concerning. And he said, so on that two point conversion where they did that little pitch out to Sanders trying to get around the corner. He said Ertz just totally, like, didn't even try on a block. And he said it happened more than once. He said it was two plays where he just felt like he made total business decisions. And, you know, when you hear Ertz say stuff before the season, like he's going to play this year, like it's his last for the Eagles, you're going to get everything he's got. It just makes you wonder, man, because he 100% leaked to the media that he was unhappy with his contract. So that's bullshit. First of all, if you're unhappy with your fucking contract and you want to get your extension because the other tight ends got theirs, how about we don't drop the ball on fourth down in the Redskins game when you're down seven? Seriously? 
Come on, man. That's just stupid shit. And then when you get called out by John Ritchie, a former fullback for the Philadelphia Eagles, about you making business decisions because you don't want to block, that's horse shit. Come on, man. You're out here making business decisions. You're not putting your ass on the line for this team. I mean, I don't know, man. So you got to get him going. I think Goddard's a stud. Um, you want to see JJ do something because, I mean, he's just wasting space when he's out there. I mean, he doesn't have a catch this season. Second-round pick, obviously, that's just ridiculous. Um, you know, you see DK Metcalf out here balling for Seattle. Could have had him. And, uh, you know, DJX had a decent game last week. I just you love to see DJX going over the top. We got to get the deep ball going. We just got to get going, man. Tired of shit. It's embarrassing. There's still time, but I mean, it really comes down to this week. We'll know after this week if we're in it or if we're out of it. It's just not what I was expecting at all, though. Sucks. Really sucks. I think that's all I got. Until next time.